Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Pat O. Pat O, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. I, I worked on movies. I worked on other people's movies. Um, Don't you love it? I know. It's, it's doing my service work. Hoping <laughs> that putting the karma, the karma out there and then hopefully it'll come back to me uh, for the 48 hour October 2nd. But yeah, I did a couple promo videos for uh, Illinois law hammer Lee Jacobson, friend of the show past yeah. guests uh i did some um shot some promo videos for his website and in exchange he did a bunch of llc work for something that we're not going to talk about right now very cool but, but i got all that contract stuff done so that was friday and then saturday i spent all day at the north lake police department not under arrest but filming a shit ton of torture the flesh scenes in uh very very little time the police department there was cool enough to let us use their bullpen, their offices, their bathrooms, their stairwells wow. for about four hours during the day on Saturday. And we came in there and we shot like 17 fucking scenes. And uh, yeah, it was I, I came home Saturday night and I slept for 10 hours. That's how fucking tired I was. That's fucking nice, though. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, oh, I need. Yeah, it was I do that like every two weeks where my, my body just says, nope, uh -uh, and then just shuts down. Yeah. And wow. yeah, that was Saturday. And then uh, Sunday, I just did like computer shit. And um you know, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it to be one of these fucking people. I know that you're in the same boat, though. But it's like, honestly, if you're listening to the show and we're friends in real life, don't ask me to do anything until November. <laughs> because <laughs> every weekend is, like, so incredibly fucking packed. And there's so many irons that I have in the fire right now that, like, if I realistically want to get half of this shit done, um, it's a good thing that I'm sober. Because if I was drunk or hungover, nothing would be accomplished. Sure. And uh, it's just I need to optimize all of my fucking time. You know, if I want no, to get this I understand. Stuff done. Yeah, but, oh, I, I fucking get it, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one last thing I want to talk about on the book front. Uh, I did complete uh, The Judgment of the Nephilim, which I think I finished it last episode. I was about to finish it. And uh, I just started a book on high magic with a K written by Damien Eccles of Paradise Lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm about halfway through and it's like totally enjoyable. So complete 180 from The Judgment of the Nephilim fucking book. But uh, it's it's all about magic, and uh, it's a totally <laughs> it's a really big ego boost because I know like half the shit in there already. Um, it, it's right. a lot of techniques because I do um, I I do guided meditation. I've been doing doing it for like years using the my um, not MySpace Headspace app. MySpace, wow. No, <laughs> showing your age there, <laughs> right? Yeah, most of people don't even know what the fuck MySpace is. <laughs> <laughs> do i need a name drop hot or not and we'll cut out the other fucking house? Ooh, i know that one I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you do from when you were nine or whatever but uh <laughs> yeah no so uh headspace it's an app that's that's very popular i'm sure our listeners have at least heard about it and uh you you know kind of meditating just about every day for the past three four years um no, I'm really in tune with like visualization and, and controlled breathing. Sure. And that's a big part of the foundation of, of magic. So like being able, cause I mean, obviously everyone has a different approach to it, but uh, Damien Eccles approach is more um, about like energy manifestation and redirection. And that kind of starts with controlling your breathing. So um, 
yeah, it's cool. It's it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a good book. I can't wait to finish it. And uh, was hoping to have my tarot deck by today, but it's hasn't come in yet. Has and that tarot deck yet. is beautiful. I really I know. like it. I'm, I I'm totally. You. I'm going to pitch you this idea, and I know we usually talk about this stuff off air first, but I, I thought I would just kind of like dump it on you right now. Sure. Um, I think it'd be a cool idea to do a series of interviews about uh, tarot card readings because I know so many different people that do it and that practice it that I think you could have like half hour conversations with each one of them and they would all have a different approach and it brings something different to it. And as someone that's like interested in just like toe dipping in it, um, toe dipping into it, like I, I, I know that I'm going to literally talk to like all these different people anyway. Um, and why not just kind of turning into an informative uh, podcast type thing. But I yeah. figure like you V um you're bringing on weird. I know that's that's the podcast that with the two stoner chicks, and they do a lot of stuff about magic. And then uh, my friend Ashley that listens to the show and gives me feedback all the time. Hey Ashley, um, we'll, well call you her. know I- Ivy is a professional tarot card reader, right? And I mean, like, there's another one. Like, there's tons to of back, you, you, yeah. we, we we get to the point it would be an, an embarrassment of riches where we'd have we'd have more than enough people to talk it to. Sure, you know, sure. Um, because that's my approach to it. Like, I didn't want to, when I ordered that deck and I saw it off Instagram, I was like, I don't want to just order a book off Amazon. That seems so like cheese dick and fucking impersonal. Like, I would rather just sit down and talk to somebody and be like, well, what's your approach to this? Like, how do you feel that it works or doesn't or, or blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, I, off the top of my head, I could name like a half dozen people that I know that are super into it. And that could really give me like legit advice, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of, you know options out there like you said there's plenty of people that practice it and then different people kind of do it their own their own way and eventually i mean my best advice to you is to also find your way to do it um but you know what maybe you know we, we could probably i don't know are you a tarot card reader do you read tarot do you have a special way that you read tarot um what's different what do you find that's different as a tarot card reader let us know send us yeah on, DM on us, social media or hit us know. up on twitter with your advice and we'll definitely read them at the next show or, or right. whatever at, at minimum you know so i mean and we'll you know we'll talk about it so you know i think that's not a. I mean yeah i'll think about it how about that <laughs> sounds good so how was your weekend ashers you're traveling abroad again oh you want to know you want to know my weekend do you yes i want to i want the stories behind the pictures that i see on social media my weekend you want to know about my weekend i would love to hear about your weekend tell me everything don't leave I anything did, out uh, I, I did i did things i went places and i saw people and we talked about stuff <laughs> um weird stuff um anyway no i went to i went to the braxy bazaar in, in west virginia um which is the um anniversary every year of, of the um flatwoods monster the braxy uh Bra- braxton county <laughs> monster braxy the green monster whatever you want to call it um you know braxy bazaar so you know they celebrate every year the flatwoods monster incident and uh and it's great it's a great time of course um you know i had lovely people there but let me tell you i you know so i do have a lot to share about it actually um let me tell you the night before okay so i went i rode with um danner from conjure dust design who's who's great go check him out on instagram he sells a lot of really cool stuff he illustrated mothman learns the abcs great book for you know babies and kids anyway um i I rode down with him and he booked the airbnb okay that we stayed at friday night so i i we go i go to this airbnb and it was first of all it was really weird we couldn't fucking find the place it was so strange 
Um, so we kind of got out and like spent a good half an hour just walking around this strange town. And we got there at like midnight. And uh, there's like nobody out there. It was so weird. Anyway, so um, I'm standing outside. I'm, sm- I'm smoking a cigarette because I smoke because I'm bad. And uh, I look over and I see a pharmacy. Okay, now West Virginia, and I don't know if, if it's a chain everywhere. We don't have them in Ohio. Um, but West Virginia has a chain of pharmacies that is called Fruits. Okay, Fruits Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I see this Fruits Pharmacy sign. And, and I remember it. And every time I see this sign... I, it always reminds me of back when I started this, the weekend that started it all for me in this weird world was Mothman Festival 2019, okay? And I was with friends and we had stopped, at, we, we had Googled one of these fruits pharmacies to stop there so that she can get some medicine or whatever. And uh, I was outside smoking a cigarette and um, this whole weekend, <clears throat> I didn't know what at the time, I, I had no idea uh, then, what I know now, but this whole weekend is filled with synchronicities, okay? Mm-hmm. And we had stopped at this Fruits Pharmacy after all these synchronicities were happening, and I step outside the car, and I probably told this story before on the show and other shows. I step outside of the car, and I see this, like, newspaper stand. And it says, Signs of the Times. And Signs is, like, huge. And then, like, real small, of the Times underneath it. And I took a picture of it, and I was like, wow, that's just, that's crazy, man. You know, that's nuts. Anyway, you know, so I, I always think about that every time I see a fruits pharmacy sign. But then I'm like looking over there and I'm like, I think that's the fucking place. I think that I fucking have been here before. In all of West Virginia, I think I've fucking been here before. So I'm like telling Danner about it. And he's like, well, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm definitely going to check it out tomorrow. And, and you know, I'll let you know if that's the place. <laughs> So I wake up in the morning and and I go over there because here's the thing is that also while I was standing there in 2019, I had taken a selfie. So I was like standing in between the fruits pharmacy and whatever the building was because it's like kind of my cat just like went nuts. I don't know what's going on. He's (laughs) he's got some high energy. This episode's going to suck to edit. Anyway. So I'm I'm standing there between this fruits pharmacy and the building beside it, and I had taken a selfie, and in my selfie, you could see the building that's right next to the fruits. So I'm like, okay, I can see that building. So I was like, I'm going to go take another selfie over there, and I'm going to compare and see if it's the same place. Sure as shit, same fucking place. Somehow, for some reason, <laughs> I ended up in the same town in West Virginia that I was in in 2019 when all this started. Things just kind of came full circle. Wow. It was fucking weird. It was crazy. I mean, you can't make that shit up you know what i mean like that's that wasn't an accident i I don't know what it means i i'm still trying to figure it out um my life has been very mystical and magical ever since filled with more synchronicities than i can even i can even tell you about it's been nuts so i don't know what's happening but it's big and um it's it's intimidating and so whatever anyway well, it's, I mean, it's magic and it's, uh, yeah. it's showing you that you're on the right direction. You know, I mean, that's how I would read it, but that's and, and, you know, it, it is, it's definitely, I mean, it's something. So I really need to pay attention to the small things a little bit more right now, um, to kind of really get it, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, it's, it's blown my mind. I mean, it, was, it blew my fucking mind. So I'm going to post, I'll post those pictures to compare and you can see it's the same building. It's nuts. <laughs> and uh little spencer west virginia i mean literally it's probably a population of like 500 or something it's just a tiny town it's crazy mm-hmm. anyway so um so we get up the next day we go to the festival um it was great it was a great time tons of people were there manic pixie dream ghouls were there um small town monsters was there 
of course the moth boys we hung out with them um the festival was great and i kind of walked around and i i talked to a couple of more people and um so i i'm actually i'm and i'll talk about it in a minute i'm well i'll you know let me talk about i'll talk about the weekend person i'll tell you about these other people that i met so um you know we had a good time then we all went back to we had an we had an airbnb that all of us stayed in it was beautiful but my favorite part i'm i'm, I'm so sentimental with this my favorite part and i might i might cry if everybody's gonna laugh at me was that i woke up sunday morning okay in a house full of all these fucking weirdos that i just adore with all my heart and soul and uh and september 12th is the actual anniversary of the flat with monster you know thing it was the 69th anniversary this year you know of course and uh i woke up sunday morning and all these people start yelling at me happy braxy day and that was just i don't know it just it got to me i don't know it felt so special like i want that forever (laughs) (laughs) i want to wake up every september 12th and somebody tell me happy braxy day like it, it doesn't make me feel so fucking weird you know what i mean like it's it's nice it's nice to like feel comfort and camaraderie and you know with all these people especially when you have such a niche kind of you know thing that you do or that you're into or whatever but no it's amazing i mean it's really amazing so it was good it was it was a great time um but i was saying that you know beforehand i talked to people at this festival and uh because i was trying to network for the documentary the one guy i talked to um his name is george dudding i think dudding anyway he writes books um and i talked to him for a while he wrote a book called the silver bridge tragedy because George Dunning was actually at the Silver Bridge collapse. He saw it. And uh, he went on to write a book about it. And I asked him if he wanted to, you know, be in the documentary. I said, that'd be great to have somebody that was there, you know, give a firsthand account. And he was like, yeah. He said, well, you know, my problem with it, though, is that he's like, can I go into this in the book? He said, is that people ask me all the time to come on their TV shows or documentaries, whatever. He said, and they want to hear the story, but they want me to connect it to the Mothman. And he said, I won't. I can't. It's not connected at all. It's two separate events. He said, I, I believe in the moth ban and obviously the bridge collapsed. I was there. He said, but it's a different, you know, it's not the same thing. And I agree with him. I agree with him. So I'll have him on the documentary. Um, and then I also was introduced to the Fink brothers and some people that are, you know, all about the moth ban stuff know about them. Uh, they dress up as the men in black every year at the moth ban festival. They're really involved with the moth man festival. And, um, I was I had spoken with them and you know we became quick friends um they've actually met and like hung out with John Keel which is amazing because that guy's like my hero I mean I don't know is he my hero okay he's kind of John Keel's kind of my hero (laughs) okay um but you know and then they were telling me about how they had they had met with John Keel and telling me about his experiences but then they said that after they had met with John Keel they had they had a lot of weird encounters and they believe that that they were being followed by the men in black for some time wow because of this yeah and john keel's the one who coined the men in black like they had been happening but he that's he gave them the name men in black he's 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 followed by them extensively um and all kinds of you know weird, he says he thinks you know weird shit but uh yeah that's a good lead until t- t- tonight's topic and it's a it part is. of the the ufo kind of folklore that is is hit or miss some people adopt it some people mm-hmm. uh you know embrace it and some people just completely ignore it you know? oh yeah oh yeah so i mean you know it's it is really interesting so i'm I'm definitely going to talk to the fink brothers a lot more 
um because i you know at minimum whether or not they're going to be featured in the document i'd like to i mean i think it'd be fun but uh you know they've had other encounters i'd like to hear about those and of course i just want to hear more about how you know what it was like hanging out with john keel they said he was you know he didn't really talk about the paranormal much (laughs) right i was like well you know it's work and they're like yeah yeah (laughs) so um very interesting very interesting people very interesting guys um but i'm going back to which i i will get into in a bit i i'm going back to west virginia this coming weekend to work on the documentary doing a bunch of filming and all kinds of stuff um and i'm going to be meeting a very 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 important person so um which is again pertaining to this episode um but first before before we get into that i got some news i got some some you want to hear some news i would love to what you got baby it's not great or anything but i mean it is kind of great um england has been having and england has always been having but more recently england has been having an insane amount of big cat sightings recently Mm, okay so that's their cryptid the phantom cat we we kind of talked about a little bit on the we did the episode on cats um you know if you guys listen to that if not go listen to it of course there's plenty of re-listen value on this show go listen to it again you know get get your mom this time get your mom to listen to it she likes cats you know it's it's whatever um but no england has been having a lot of uh uh cat sightings like an insane amount of these big cat sightings and just kind of recently and somebody actually even got a picture of this thing and of course you can't hardly see it that well except i mean you can so you can see the back half of it you can see the hindquarters like the butt and the tail and it's it's very much you know it's very panther like um it's got a very thick tail i mean it's huge it's a big cat and so it's like okay so are we just going to continue to pretend that these things aren't in england or i mean is that you know what we're going to do here because obviously there's something so that's i thought that was interesting i'll post the picture on social media so everybody can see it um but yeah that's that's all i got for the news i really don't have any really that was it that was it big cat you got baby (laughs) that's what i got i gave it to you um you know that's that's it but yeah so Braxy Bazaar was great everybody was fun um like I said so I'm going back this weekend to uh to to well not just Point Pleasant to West Virginia and we're staying for the whole weekend originally it was supposed to be the Mothman Festival and unfortunately got canceled because you know COVID and uh hey whatever happened with the uh the active shooter situation at Ray Patterson this week Oh, you're right. I didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> I know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> man. I forgot all about those crazy, especially because my okay. All right, so let me slow down. So Thursday night around nine thirty nine thirty p.m. Um, the it was announced that the the base was on lockdown. Okay, so I live ten minutes from Wright Patterson Air Force Base. All right, and. Right. Uh, <clears throat> the news started reporting about 10 o'clock that the base was on lockdown but it had been locked down they did like a soft lockdown it sounds like like they had they didn't really like put the alert out there to everybody just people within the base um but after 10 o'clock they started having they have a loudspeaker and you know it goes off in this creepy voice and it's like lockdown lockdown like that you know just it just it says really creepy there's like video of it i posted a video of it on uh twitter so if you follow me over there you know go back and go watch it but and you can hear it for miles and they were on lockdown and so everybody's like what's going on and they're like well we don't know you know there's an active shooter that's all we really know and then like as kind of time went on they had posted something on social media and they said that the active shooter situation was happening in the national air and science intelligence center which was weird 
And mm-hmm. so, because you can't just get it, you can't walk into that building. First of all, you can't just walk up on the base. You know, second of all, you can't just walk into that building. Like you, you have to be part of the military in order to get inside of that building. And, um, you know, so everybody's like, well, what the fuck's going on? Is anybody hurt? Nobody knows. The base has its own hospital, you know, right there on base. So like if anybody is hurt, they just take them over there. Nobody knew what was going on. And this was going on for hours and hours. And, um, you know, they went on lockdown at 930 at one o'clock in the morning. They finally gave the all clear. And what they were saying was, you know, at that point they were saying, oh, well, they're sweeping the building. So then two hours after the first announcer sweeping the building, they said they were going to sweep the building again. So that was about another two hours. And like the building's big, but two hours to sweep the building, that's a long time. You know, in that amount of time, whoever it is can leave, you know, it was just strange. And then, uh, then about two o'clock in the morning, they, they gave the all clear, you know, and, or I'm, I'm sorry, one o'clock in the morning, they gave the all clear two o'clock in the morning, they released a statement. And the statement was that they found no threat at all. That somebody had reported that they had heard gunshots coming from the National Air and Science Intelligence Center, and they just had to go on lockdown just to be safe. And that's weird. Yeah, but I mean, don't I'm, don't they get it wrong sometimes? Yeah, but for like four or five hours? Yeah. I'm not buying the shit. So this, while this is happening, I'm getting ready to go to Braxy Bazaar. Okay, and, and everybody knows I, I investigate the base. Um, you know that's one of my places. I've had people reach out to me and tell me that like it was not nothing, and I haven't had the chance to sit down and talk with these people yet, so I don't want to say anything. But it's strange. <laughs> what do you? I mean, I know you probably don't want to speculate, but okay i don't i don't want to speculate too much and like and you know i'm i'm not a big government conspiracy person i'm really not like i'm not that's usually not my bag because i do talk to military personnel you know what i mean i do have people that open up to me about certain things and so i i I don't i'm not a big conspiracy theorist because there's some things that i genuinely believe these people are telling the truth on anyway i don't think that this is one of those things i think that something was happening there something strange was happening there and uh because we you know it has happened we had that in 2018 i've told you about it right, right um right. i believe i talked about it on the show yeah. and uh you know we we had that weird situation and um ended up being nothing but i don't think it lasted that long i'm almost positive it didn't last that long and then they were just like oh no false alarm and so this time it comes around and like oh false alarm and it's like but even during the the false alarm one in 2018 I don't believe they had the loudspeakers and shit going. Yeah, John, uh, you're right. Four hours is a long time. That's a long time. That's a right. long, and then to be like, oh, it was nothing, you know. And so I don't know what's, and, and and we'll never hear about it again in the media. We never will. And uh, I don't know. And and again, it's at the National Air and Science Intelligence Center. Fucking yeah. weird. Is that open to the public? No. Okay, so it's not like someone was like a tourist was coming through there and he had a gun on him and he accidentally. You can't even get yeah. through those gates over there. Yeah, you can't. You'd have to, and that's what I was saying. You you'd you'd have to have like clearance to even get into the gate to get to that area of the base, and then into the building. You know what I mean? And they're saying, well, one person heard gunshots. Well, what fucking sense is that? So you're gonna shut it all down because one person? And there's a, it's not like there's only one person in the building. It's a pretty big building. One person heard gunshots. You're gonna shut the whole thing down. Nobody else heard them. 
that doesn't make sense. It was weird. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not sure what happened yet. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you reminded me because, like I said, my my shit right now is, is crazy. I gotta catch up. I've been busy as well. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, babe. <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah. So anyway, what do you have any thoughts on it? No, I. What the fuck do I know? I don't. <laughs> I'm over here asking you what's going on. Well, I guess let me, I guess my two cents would be this is that uh, I live in Chicago and I have children in, uh, and the school systems here and in the outlying suburbs and, um, you know, lockdowns are kind of a more common occurrence than I wish they were. And, and they'll lock down for like really small shit. And I appreciate that they do, you know? Yeah. So I, if, so my only basis of, of experience is just dealing with the schools. And I know that both of my kids have had their schools on lockdown because of some fucking goofball did some stupid shit two blocks away. Sure. And it's got nothing to do with anything, you know? And so I don't know. That may, so for, for, to be a false alarm, honestly, most of the lockdowns that I've had experience with were false alarms. Um, but this one could not be and if you say it's not i, I tend to believe you so we'll and i mean see. thank god you know if it is thank god you know what i mean like nobody wants to you know that's not cool but you know at the same time you're telling me a military base that has military personnel on it took two fucking hours to sweep that building and then another two to sweep it no 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 nope i'm not buying it nope not not buying it so I don't know. You know, I'm not sure yet what happened. If you have information on what happened, maybe listen to the show. Maybe you're close to the base. I don't know. Let me know about it because you can hear the shit. And when it does go on lockdown, you're scared. You're scared because, you know, for one, the first thing you think is a terrorist attack, you know, and, and you're right. right up the road. I mean, you know, if, if we get nuked, they're going to nuke Wright Patterson. And I live here and I, I don't want to die by a nuke. That's not uh, you, metal. Die quick, though. <laughs> no, it's not very metal. It's no, very it's metal not. Way to go. Right. I mean, come on. That's not fitting. So I'd be pissed. I'd be like, you got right before the new hit you. Like, you got fucking, and then I would be dead. So right. Um. So <laughs> anyway, um. So that's that's happened. Uh, maybe I'll have a better update about it next week. Um. But I just I just came home. You know, I, I know you guys think it's Wednesday. It's not really Wednesday now, and right now it's Monday. And I just came home yesterday. So, um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But <laughs> this happened Thursday. Um. So anyway, I, I was I was getting ready to tell you about my my special uh, interview next week. So, like I said, it's supposed to be the Mothman Festival. We're still going down there. We're investigating. I've got a documentary documentary to finish, but I'm meeting up with somebody very very important. Actually, I'm meeting up with. Uh, I've been invited to the home of Tanya Derenberger, just Woodrow Derenberger's daughter, who still maintains contact with our uh, special guest tonight here, Andrew Cold. So, that's awesome. Actually, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to interview her for the documentary, um, you know, what she's agreed to. We've become really good friends, actually. It's 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 really kind of, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It feels unreal to me. She feels, she, to me, she's like a celebrity, you know. But um, anyway, she's going to give me a bunch of Woody stuff. That's why I call him Woody. Um, so that's going to be really amazing. So. Cool. You bring him back. I bring going solo what what's that you bring him back up or you're going solo oh of course i'm you know i'm bringing back up people are going with me she's going to take us down to uh where where her dad first met indrid and i don't think anybody's ever been to the exact spot before i mean you know it's not like indrid's gonna be like oh i'm you know this is where you just hang out here maybe he does i don't know you know but um 
yeah i mean of course the the crew's going with me you know so it'll be um it'll be a lot of us and we'll be doing that and plus other things like i said i've got the other people and you know i got other people to interview and stuff like that but for this episode that's why i thought it would be a good idea to talk about injured cold because i'm probably going to share the update next week about how that went so yeah listen next week too right on um, so there's that but uh in case you guys didn't know um today we're gonna talk about uh the grinning man injured cold uh pat what do you know about what, what did you know about injured oh my god absolutely nothing really yeah I, it was one of those things That's where like cool. People would bring him up, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I wouldn't know what the fuck they were talking about. I actually thought it was Injured Cole, C-O-L-E, oh. for the longest time. I didn't know that it was cold, the C-O-L-D. Um, but, yeah, that's, <laughs> that was always me. I just I like thought I kind of knew, but I was like, oh, isn't that the person that showed up? I don't fucking know. And it was, it was yeah, it was not on, my, not on my radar at all. Now, once I started researching it, uh, I kind of had a, a way different reaction, and there was sure. a lot of stuff that started pinging my radar. Uh, but we will get into that later. But yeah, so this this was a this was a fresh one for me. We, yeah, we will uh, we will get into that later. Um, but yeah, Andrew Cold. He, I mean, obviously it's you know closer to home for me. Um, <laughs> you know, more ways than one. Very interesting story, and we'll talk opinions. We'll talk opinions later on. But uh, the basics of it, I'll, I'll throw you the basics right now, is that um, on November 2nd, 1966, um, a sewing machine salesman by the name of Woodrow Derenberger was driving back home uh, in uh, Mineral, well- Mineral Wells, Ohio. <clears throat> he was driving back home to uh, his home in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Well, I, I think he, yeah, he lived in Parkersburg at the time. And uh, while he was driving, he started being tailgated by uh, this car. And, you know, the car was being kind of an asshole. And he's like, okay, my guy. And, uh, you know, he's like, what the fuck? So then the car decides to j- jump over him. It, it it jumped up through the sky and jumped over him. And obviously cars don't do that, especially not in 1966. So, <laughs> you know, and then the car got in front of him and it wasn't a spaceship um and it stopped in the middle of the road and the doors opened up and out of it walked just some dude just some guy walked out um i mean he had some weird things about him his his clothes were metallic and you know he just looked really happy-go-lucky um and he you know walked up to Andrew's car window and started speaking with him telepathically and um that was the kickstart of a lifelong relationship between Woodrow Derenberger and Andrew Colt um they discussed a couple of things it wasn't a very long encounter I think he said it was like nine minutes which is oddly specific um but he you know Andrew just told him that he asked what what the lights were which was the city ahead and he told him he told him the town injured said that he didn't tell him his name was injured at the time he told him his name was cold and uh you know he told him that they kind of have they have that at their you know place or whatever and you know they just kind of talked for a minute and he was like okay he's like well i'll see you again and he left and he kind of got on his word and he saw him again and and we'll get into those uh details but uh what you think about that first encounter that initial encounter um the whole thing kind of seemed uh i don't know it's it's if it wasn't for i guess uh 
my own stuff, I wouldn't. I would just think that it seemed kind of nonsensical, and I would just be like, "All right, well, some sure. dude, some dude met another dude, and you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> two, right. two dudes met on the road, and information was exchanged, <laughs> and then they went on, they went on their way." <laughs> yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty uneventful. I mean, it's it's crazy, right? But it's one of those things. It's like, well, okay. I mean, you know, whatever. And that guy could be lying. You know, that didn't happen um but but Woody went home okay and obviously he was late coming home and his wife's like what and he was I mean he was you know pretty shocked by what just happened and his wife's like what's going on so she told him or he told her and then they uh I think they called the police and the police came and interviewed him did a about a a two-hour long interview and recorded it so you, you can listen to those tapes if you want um but you know they asked what happened what was going on and i mean within a couple of hours of this event happening it had just absolutely fucking exploded absolutely exploded everybody was all over it everybody wanted to know what happened they were like what a spaceship came down and some regular guy came out and talked to you and and they were fascinated by it but what was extra fascinating uh about it was that uh within a couple of hours of this event happening um officials came down from wright patterson air force base and spoke with woody and they said listen we believe you we just want to know what you know he told them you know exactly what happened and then they went on their way never talked to him again after that um but that was interesting um very pointed and very odd you know um but he you know he went on with life and then uh, a little while later i can't remember how much it wasn't that much longer um a lot of things happened within the first year of him meeting indrid but uh you know some time had passed and indrid did come back he didn't come back initially though um at first what he was saying that indrid was still talking to him like he had left but they were still communicating telepathically like he could talk they could talk to each other and he would feel strange he would have this really as he said he had a funny little feeling and then he would hear Andrew's voice in his head and and that was interesting um you know and then that was that and everybody's just like okay well this guy's crazy you know he's nuts he's hearing voices you know fucking crazy guy but then injured showed back up again at at woody's house and uh this time he didn't come alone he was outside he stayed outside um introduced himself to to Woody's wife and and stood outside and he brought a friend with him by the name of Carl Ardo and it was one of his species uh they called themselves seekers is what they called themselves and um you know at that meeting they kind of got a little they got a lot more information you know they sat and they talked about you know uh injured then said told him his name was injured and they talked about Lanulos which is allegedly where they're from you know he said that they 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 live on lanulos um and i can't i didn't write down the galaxy name but it doesn't matter it's not recognized by any anybody in in astronomy um but you know they shared with him that they were fourth dimensional um and all kinds of information um and woody's wife corroborates the story like she's like yeah i've met indrid he he comes all the time and at that after that meeting like indrid started coming over a lot like he was a frequent guest at their home and she's like well, yeah he was there you know and you know the kids the kids all met this man <laughs> the spaceman and all these people are like well yeah we've seen him so then people started to hang around the house 
and um, they wanted to catch a glimpse of this injured cold because again, this story blew up. It was huge, and people would wait outside, and they'd wait for him to show up. But then they started harassing the family as well. They would call their phone all hours of the night. Um, sometimes they would call and say that they were injured cold, and they were just you know call and talk or whatever. And but in one instance, a couple of teenagers were were hanging out um, behind a tree or or a bush or something, waiting. And what I, they had seen was a um, a black car pull up, and a man dressed in all black get out and go up to the house and and what he was outside and they talked for a couple of minutes and then the man got back in the car and left nobody knows who he was um but that was really that that that's all anybody had really seen so that was interesting well things got even more interesting because woody started being taken up by indred to lanulos he started visiting there and you know obviously things got a little a little more detailed from there he learned a lot more about these people um they're very similar to us i mean very very similar to us they have monogamous relationships they have families they even have religion they believe in god that makes them similar to who to us to us like me and you like humans (laughs) yeah they're like all right you know how much we love monogamy and religion (laughs) i was gonna say yeah i couldn't think of two better words to describe me and you (laughs) Please monogamous continue. Religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Religious and monogamous. And soberous. Not, not uh, very, very soberous. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> just like us. But no, he, uh, so, you know, he went up there. He learned a lot. He learned that uh, the lifespan of these, of these people is, is uh, two centuries. So upwards of 200 years. That's not uncommon um, at all. He learned that these fourth dimensional creatures couldn't, um, they, you know, they couldn't be, they couldn't stay here for long because if they, um, I, I took a little excerpt from something that I had read about it because I don't describe it very well. Um, I'll read it. It says, Indrid Cold explained that he and others like him could only remain on Earth for short, short periods of time. According to him, the people of Lanulos aged in reverse if they stayed away from their home planet for too long. If they overstayed their time restriction, restrictions, they risked losing their memories. Such an event would render them unable to operate the craft that would return them to Lanulos. And so, and that's why Indrid said that his his uh, visits only lasted a couple of hours at a time. And that's why he started taking Woody to to the planet instead, because it was easier. He could go pick him up and be like, oh, come on, let's go. And he would go. And Woodrow would disappear. He would disappear for periods, long periods of time and come back. And <laughs> I need to start working him. on that excuse. i'm going to lanulos Lanulos. i'll be back in three days (laughs) don't worry they're monogamous there (laughs) they're monogamous and religious they're good people right you know they're just like us they're just like us (laughs) (laughs) just look at you like they're just like you (laughs) (laughs) they're just like me (laughs) it's like me (laughs) we're at lanulos lanulos is a club um sure and uh you know they got the that, that would be funny because you know how like bars always call themselves the office so that you could say yeah. things like i'm going to the office yeah or like say i can't yeah, honey i'm still at the office i'll be home in an hour and that way like i guess you're not lying for people that need to drink before they go home at night but don't want to lie to their spouses yeah they, they name spaces they name places the office and it's like that would be like the 14 uh <laughs> example of that is like lanulos like oh i'm still on like name the bar lanulos like i'm still on lanulos i'll be home (laughs) later 
you know? Maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to open a bar called Lanny Lowe's. Yeah. We, we could start injured cold ones. <laughs> Listen, I have been fucking on top of it with these jokes lately. Let me tell you something. God, I know. If you if you want to follow like the through line, tune in to last week's episode where where she made a dad joke. I forget what it was. I was re-listening to it and I was like I said cryptocurrency is not the currency that Bigfoot uses. Right. That's oh, what I God. said. <laughs> and, I, and I stick by it. Um, <laughs> I guess I could have just let them go listen and find out, but that that sure. episode's a hard listen. But anyway, um, so yeah, so he would leave, and you know, he would he would do his thing on Lanulos, whatever it was they did there, you know, um, and and he would come back, and and things were just very stressful. Uh, his wife is uh, his wife divorced him because she couldn't take the publicity publicity anymore. You know, yeah, it had nothing to do with him anyway. disappearing for three days at a time. It was the publicity that finally I mean, drove she, a wedge between them. She, she probably thought that was pretty rude. I mean, right? I yeah, uh, I'm sure. You know, but I don't know. She divorced him. It didn't do well. This man lost everything. He lost his his job. He ended up having to move out of the out of the town because he was a fucking pariah. You know, because it, this weird situation and all these stories he was telling all these people just thought he was nuts, you know. Yeah. And um, they'd fuck with him all the time. So he ended up moving. I mean, it was really unfortunate. He did eventually, um, like, he started a kind of a new life. You know, he got married again and, and stuff like that. He lived uh, into his 70s and died in the 90s. Um, but, you know, to this day, he maintains that he met and befriended uh this this guy i mean it never it never ended um you know so i i know one of the thought processes that is going through people's head is you know and, and pat you and i have talked about it before maybe the guy was just insane and uh and what he thought that he thought that you know what i might just be crazy and this might not really be happening and and he went <laughs> And he saw he was he saw a psychiatrist. He was evaluated. They had absolutely no reason to believe. And and again, but everybody knew who this guy was. He knew he was famous. Absolutely no reason to believe that this guy was mentally ill whatsoever. Not just that. Listen to this. Listen to this shit. You ready for this? I'm ready. Not a lot of people know this. I'm excited to share this. The psychiatrist that he went and saw after about a month after he had he was you know treating Woodrow. He was contacted by injured cold. He talked to him. Now he says that he uh, was contacted telepathically. He didn't actually physically meet him. He said he was contacted telepathically, and he refused to disclose what was told, what what was said. Isn't that nuts? Wow. The psychiatrist, right? That guy had no reason to make that shit up woody wasn't making any money off of any of this like everybody hated him you know just fucking crazy fucking crazy so that's that's basically so that's between woody and 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 Andred. i like to call him woody i don't know woody um so what else happened let me tell you what else happened all right john keel right we all know john keel the mothman uh prophecies john keel my favorite i i, I said earlier it's my hero um john keel while he was doing his mothman research because he was there during on the mothman oh yeah i guess we'll mention that too 
this incident that happened is about uh it's not far outside of um point pleasant west virginia again it happened november 2nd 1966 10 days later is when the first mothman sighting happened so it was the very start of all this and and we'll we'll talk about theories in a bit but um that's important to note so john keel was already in the area Woodrow Derenberger went to him because he was there doing his Mothman research and uh what was crazy was that as soon as Woody told him what had happened or about injured cold John Keel had received a, an ominous phone call before meeting Woody he received an ominous phone call from somebody saying that his name was injured cold and what he said to to John Keel was to stay out of West Virginia something bad was going to happen and that was it that was the phone call so John Keel also corroborates this guy's story. So, and John Keel does have something to gain out of. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? But it just depends on how much you want to believe John Keel. Um, and I, I believe that man with every fiber in my being because he's my hero. Um, and then, of course, you know, we'll we'll go to Tanya. We'll talk about Tanya for a bit, and then we can get into theories and all that fun stuff. So Tanya Derenberger is, is Woodrow's daughter. Um, Woodrow ended up writing a book called Visitors from Lanulose. You can, you can purchase it and buy it and read it. Um, Tanya, to this day, maintains that this was all true, 100% true. And she knows it's true, not just because she believes her father, but because she's met these people. And that uh, Indrid has, has three kids, and they all come and visit her um now i mean they'll come and visit her on mother's day you know she she doesn't really know when it is that they're going to visit but they pop up they'll come visit her and she has gone on to write books about the incidents um so she's i think she's got two of them out right now it's called beyond lanulose and then a man named cold and so she's she's written about her experiences with it um and she says that and we'll get into this when we get into theories but she says that indrid cold um died he had died in a in a space accident, being chased by somebody. Space police. By space being, police, I guess. Being, okay. There's like wars and stuff going on. I mean, the lore is deep, and uh, you know, so he he got he, he got killed in an accident. He was in an accident um, in in a in a chase of sorts, and he died. Um, him and one of his his kids, or I think him and Carl Ardo both died and then uh and that's from his his children connor and Kennard are their names uh you know he he told her this he they told tanya about this tanya believes though that indrid is still alive and that he's just simply in hiding right. and there's reason to believe that injured cold is still visiting earth and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more i keep i keep teasing all this but um this is the lore this is where we're at so i don't know you know when i talk to her we'll see we'll see what she tells me but um yeah so again this man and tanya's got nothing to gain from it her dad was you know everybody thought he's crazy everything she's crazy she's selling books but let me tell you something she lives in parkersburg west virginia and if you've never been to parkersburg just think about the dirtiest town you've ever been in that's parkersburg west virginia oh geez that's nice <laughs> it's fucking bad i'm telling you it's scary <laughs> it's really bad there and uh you know she's not making money off this she's not getting anything out of it so why continue the story right you know, but uh anyway um those are all the big pieces i've got uh let's let's talk some let's talk some theories pat what do, what do you think about this after hearing everything that i've or, or was there anything that you had found that you wanted to share that i didn't mention yeah um the the connection to the black eyed children cases okay that that, that was something that um 
kind of those cases I'm very familiar with. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess you know, injured Cole. I, from what I was reading online, his his appearances to people kind of um, follow in suit with uh, smiling stranger cases, mm-hmm. where someone will kind of uh, maybe not necessarily him or or someone that exactly fits his description, but where people have encounters with these with bizarre, uh, slightly non-human appearing and acting strangers that have big grins and seem pleasant enough, but also seem just slightly out of place. Right. And that, that's a whole like phenomenon in the, and they're usually attributed to UFOs. They either, they happen around UFO sightings or they, they precede or, or, you know, follow UFO sightings or some kind of connection with that. So that, that's a kind of a lesser known phenomenon, kind of in tandem with like the men in black stuff too, like humanoid, uh, slightly humanoid appearing people that kind of just seem off. And yeah. And that interact with, uh, people that have had encounters or sightings or whatever. And uh, so that this is kind of like a, a phenomenon that happens, right? Andrew Cole is the only report is the most notable one, but there are other ones that kind of fall in that. Right. And then people connect those with the black eyed children. Now the black eyed children, I remember from coast to coast AM, it was like a recurring thing that George Norrie would talk about. He'd make a big deal every time there was a new black eyed children sighting. And that is uh, something where isn't necessarily as strongly connected to the UFO phenomenon, but people will be awoken in the middle of the night at home and there'll be black eyed children in their driveway or knocking on their door asking to come in and stuff like that. And people think that they're uh, potentially extraterrestrials using some kind of screening uh, system to appear to be children or something else, or people think that they're vampires. That's why they want permission to come inside the house. So, uh, not to, not to derail the show into all that shit. But when I was, like I said, knowing nothing about Andrew Cole, when I started to look into all this, that was the stuff that popped that I, I kind of came across that really caught my interest because I did know about that shit. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if, if he necessarily ties into all this stuff. You know, because they're there, it, it rhymes a little bit, but it's not exactly the same. He's got a very right. specific story. Um, there's a there's a very specific arc, and like you said, there's a lot of lore, which I didn't come across any of that shit with like space battles and fucking children. Oh, I'm and, I'm heavy. This is yeah, my life's work. Po- so. Please post links on that because I would love to take a deep dive on that next time. I got to take the a shot. Buy the books. They talk yeah. about it. I guess I read enough. I they're will. very small. I'm telling you, they're, they're very, they're, you know what? They're, you can read it in about a day. It's, it's, it's they're very, but no, they're, they're decent. Now, uh, another thing I, I did forget to mention was that other people had also corroborated the, the, at least the spaceship part, the UFO part, because numerous, numerous people saw the same fucking craft that night. Actually, two other gentlemen previously were traveling, down, traveling down that same road, had the same fucking thing happen to them. The spaceship stopped in front of them. They thought it was a car. It was not. It stopped in front of them, and they were like, nope, and they left. <laughs> you think they regret it? No. Uh, you know what? It's funny that you bring that up because that was something that I I, I, I was thinking about. Uh, yeah, I mean. Now that they know, like, the guy was friendly as hell and, like, well, really and best friend forever. You know, as, as someone that's kind of had some experiences of my own and spent a lot of energy running away from them 
uh, I feel that I've put a I, I've put a decent enough distance between myself and them now. Um, but I wonder if that was necessarily the right move. You yeah, know? I mean, because you you have a brush with something that fantastical, and of course, your knee jerk reaction is to be afraid. But yeah, what would happen if you weren't? But then again, anyone that's watched fucking horror movies know that you don't go towards the fucking noise. I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll get off on a tangent a little bit and put it into a different perspective for people. And it's like, you know, the one thing that I have to come to terms with as somebody who, you know, you guys know I have a show, but I do I do this. I investigate this stuff. This is my, my job. And one thing that I've thought heavily about is what if I go to meet Tanya and what if one of the colds does show up and it's real? Then what? You know what I mean? And, and yes, I, 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 first of all, I'll say this right now. I believe in injured cold. I do. I, I, <laughs> there's too much to it. It is probably, to me, this is probably one of the most solid pieces of evidence that there is out there. I believe in. And I didn't. I was a complete skeptic because I had always heard weird shit. Like I'd heard about it and stuff you know, in passing. And I had heard stuff that like Woody had went to Lanulos and he got impregnated because allegedly the men get pregnant there. He had gotten impregnated and had alien babies. None of that. Holy shit. Well, so none of that was ever actually said. Um, Somebody had said it. Somebody had made fun of of Woody and said it and he just kind of ran with it and was like, yeah, whatever. I had alien baby, you know, because at that point he was being so ridiculed, but he never actually made that claim. Um, you know, so I'm like, now that I've really dug into it and I know just about everything that there is to know about it, I believe in this story. And, and it's also fucking terrifying. Cause I thought about that. What if they show up and they invite me to go to Lanulos? Do I go? Cause that's scary. It, it really is a scary thought when you think, when you really right. think about it, most people right. can't, you can't really even think about that. I know what people are thinking right now. Oh, fuck yeah, I'd go. But no, listen. Have you really sat down and thought about it? Because when you think of like the practicality, like I, I, have, a, I have a child that I'm raising, you know what I mean? I got pets. <laughs> like, <laughs> do I just go? What do I do? You know, and, and that is something that, that I have to think about in speaking with Tanya and, and getting close with her. And, you know, because if, if she trusts me and they're real, then there's a good chance I have of meeting these things. Well, the, I mean, not to name drop probably the most famous extraterrestrial movie of all time, but Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I mean, it ends with Richard Dreyfus, who's been chasing these UFOs that he spotted this whole, the whole entire movie, right? They end up on the fucking mountain with Jacques Vallée or whoever the fuck those people are. And the UFO comes down. And he's given the option to leave his family and Earth behind and get on the spaceship and go see what else is out there or stay at home. And yeah. he does it. He gets on the fucking spaceship and it goes away. And, like, that's such an interesting talking point because, and that's why Spielberg did it, is because it... it, it Nobody thinks about it. It, really. it invites conversation. Like, if it you does. Were, would you? You're giving an opportunity that's, it's a, you know, not even, like... A fraction of your species even has this chance. Like this is right. such a rare, rare thing to be able to do as a human being in the history of mankind. This is like, you know, and you're gonna be like, oh, I'm too afraid to do it. Like, 
most of us would be too. If most people like, I'm not getting on that fucking. It's a lot of pressure. Well, right. So like, even if they're like, it doesn't like come for a weekend. Come, come hang out for a weekend. You don't know. I don't don't know. know. I I don't know these fucking people. You know. (laughs) You don't know anything about this, and and most people when they see that would be like. Hell no, I'm not getting on that fucking ship. Or they'd be like, hey, man, he's got kids because he does. He has children, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, but still, like, let's like look at this. Like, let's actually play it out in your fucking head. Let's let's do the simulation here. Like, and it's wild. It's And I've right. thought about it so much. And it's right. like I said, so do I pass up the opportunity of a lifetime or do I go? And even if I go, so let's say, hey, Come come with us for a weekend. And I go, okay. And I go. And I go for the weekend. And I come back home. Who the fuck is going to believe me? I will. Come pick me up. Oh, Pat will believe in me. I seriously I got nothing going on Saturday night. They're going camping <laughs> with the Cub Scouts. They won't even know I'm gone. <laughs> <We're good. laughs> hey, wife, I'm going to Landulos. For right. real. <laughs> Just give me five minutes to feed the dogs and put, put Lexi away in her cage. I wonder if they'll take a selfie with me. I, oh my gosh, that would be so nice. But even then, they look like us, right? So, I mean, if those if the, that particular species looks like us, then I take a selfie with them. People are like, oh, it's just some fucking you, guy. I'm going to get all the men there pregnant. Uh, that's well, what I always Everybody done. pregnant on that fucking planet. All I am going to get all of the men pregnant. I, no, I've been saying it this whole time. Listen, they're they're at risk. Like, I will impregnate them. I'm sure that you're going to give them cooties. I am. I'm going to give them my, my, my sperm cooties or whatever Ooh. it is. Um, but no I, I do i think about it a lot because like i said i have to decide at that point then it becomes not just you know because for the most part this is fun it's something i've been passionate about it's 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 a very romantic idea that these things of the unknown exist but when you really think about it that way it becomes very fucking real right and again most people don't think about that just like i think about like what if i saw a bigfoot in the woods like yes i want to see a bigfoot in the woods but i'm going to be fucking terrified because well, it could kill me yeah and that's well, a little bit different too because you don't know the level of intelligence there i mean it could be well very, that's true i mean but at, at random like i don't want to see a fucking bear in the woods because it'll kill me too right like, right that shit. you yeah. know what i mean so like that's the that's the thought process i have there but at the same time like yes i want to see it then i know you know so i i do i think i think about these things and you know i wonder and and when i dig into these other researchers like keel and maybe one day we'll just have a whole episode about John Keel because the man, you know, he, he he's crazy. I'll tell you that right now. He was crazy, but not all of it was crazy, you know, and uh, but people like Keel go insane. They go nuts chasing this stuff. And it's not just him. There's others. But even people like, let me tell you, Einstein. I don't know if you've ever read Einstein, you know, wrote an autobiography. And I don't know if you ever read it, but if you read it, he went crazy because he felt so alone because he knew these truths about the world that nobody else could possibly recognize and it's not like anything supernatural or anything like that we're just talking big science you know but really that's all this shit is big science you know um but you know people that kind of are tapped into this stuff they just lose their minds chasing after it and i I worry is that going to be me is this the rabbit hole i'm falling down and then I just end up sounding fucking nuts. Meanwhile, I'm just I'm 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 just showing people exactly what is and isn't out there. That's all real, and it's that I just look crazy because they're huge concepts that people can't understand. I don't know, I don't know. You know, I, so. I had a I had a period of mental instability in my uh, in my youth. Um, and if if you go sure. back and you listen to the uh, the pilot episode of People Who Make Stuff, our interview with Hank uh, Patterson. 
that uh, me and him get into it because he had a he had a similar thing up in Toronto because we're approximately the same age. But um, yeah, it that happens when when you kind of realize just how out of step you are with everybody else. Right. It's a yeah. hard thing to swallow, and you kind of are faced with this choice of. Am I going to live like this or am I going to conform? And um, I think literally every person on the face of the planet faces that crossroads at some point in their life to some degree. And most people, most people just kind of conform and that's that. Um, But to choose not to and to continue being a little bit out of step with the rest of the world, it's a difficult decision to make. It's a scary decision to make because you're choosing a life of discomfort Right. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes we regret making that decision and there's an adjustment period, but, you know, as someone that's 40 years old and has learned to live the way that I have, like, you know, granted, it's not like I'm some fucking super hardcore conspiracy, not living off the grid, but I've made a piece for the most part with how I've learned to balance those two things, you know, being myself, being different holding these different beliefs true to me, but at the same time being able to function in society. Uh, it's a balancing act. I'm all the way upstairs. You can still hear those fucking dogs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wasn't going to say anything. No, but... baby, it's all good. I know. I know. I, know. I live here too. You don't got to fucking say anything to me. I live here. I know what this shit's like. No wonder why you want to go to Lanulus. Um, <laughs> no, but right? no, I mean, it, it is, you know, it's it's big stuff, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, if, if there's not a show next week, you guys know why. Um, it's because, you know, I went to Lanulus. But no, in all seriousness, let, let, let's get back to the injured cold situation. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Uh, because we kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent, a good one, but you know, just, just, just sit on that for the next week. Think about that. Would you guys go? Mm-hmm. If you had the chance, would you go? Um, but I digress. Um, yeah. So, you know, this, this injured cold thing, again, the man had no reason to do this. He had no reason to make up this wild. It's just, it's one of those things. It's one of those stories that, is so fucking out there like i said about the vegetable man when we did the west virginia cryptids episode it's so fucking out there that it almost has to be true there's really no other option you know and not just him his family his kids and his wife met this man the psychiatrist met this man john keel met this man before he even knew about the man you know it wasn't just him saying these things you did have the ufo sightings that same night you know the mothman stuff hadn't happened yet so it's not like he was just caught up in mothmania you know what i mean like it so it what was this i mean why did that and let's talk about that for a minute there there are some people because we talked about that piece of shit you know movie by the mothman prophecies um (laughs) which that character in the movie uh you know i'll say it again that's supposed to be john keel uh richard gear whatever supposed to be john keel and it makes it more about injured cold than the mothman so people think that the mothman and injured cold could be the same person john keel actually thought that it was the same thing there are some people that i've heard say that they think that the mothman was actually here because he was hunting injured cold oh man like maybe some type of like 
predator situation or like bounty hunter or something like that because when they talk what they talk about is like mothman is often seen like peering into windows and like peering into cars and and that kind of stuff and that's why he's here he's actually here to collect injured for whatever reason and again we're talking about space wars and things like that so maybe could be sure sort of you know very interesting that 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 connection was made at all I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that idea. That makes a better movie. That would make a way better fucking, wouldn't it though? It yeah. is, that'd be great. You know, but I believe that theory more than like the Harbinger of Doom theory. So I'll, I'll tell you this, there's more, there's more water in that one than there is to the, to the Harbinger. So, yeah. you know, I, I would buy that. Um, so that's an interesting angle. Um, yeah. And you know what, but you know, what do you, what do you think about it? But do you think that entered cold is a real, do you think this happened? We didn't even uh, answer that yet. I mean, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why, why not? It could have, I wasn't there. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, but you're right. There's enough witnesses and, and different stories that kind of line up. It's, it doesn't follow any huge meta narrative that, that we kind of believe in, but I mean, I think those should be, distrusted like anything else you know at this point the the kind the standard ufo narrative if there is one is kind of so well rehearsed and so widely accepted that it should be distrusted like everything else that's sure well rehearsed and widely accepted you know what i mean um so yeah why not why not entertain this one for a little bit but it's it's just i guess people just kind of cringe a little bit when you start naming shit like what is it called legolas Lanulus. 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 You're like, oh, really? That's what it's called? Like, if there was no name for it, you'd be like, oh, it's, it's called, it's back called to Legolos, the... like the guy from, you know. Yeah, one of the rings. But it's like, yeah, I mean, just think about it like this. Like, this is this is, this is is a perfect fucking exercise for our listeners at home. If we didn't say the name of the planet, it sounds like 5% more believable than when we tell you the name of the planet. It's fucking Legolas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> once you say the name of the planet, you're like, oh, really? That's what it's called? And you don't you believe it a little bit less. I'm sorry, but that's the way I'm wired. You're right. right? That's a really lame name. I agree. Yeah, well, because now you've named it. Now you've 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 put something, you've put a definitive thing on everything that's kind of malleable and abstract in your mind, right? Because this stuff could mean anything. The guy could be from anywhere. His goal could be anything. The planet could be named anything, right? We don't know. We don't know. And then and then we kind of fill in the blanks ourselves. But then when you start saying no, actually the guy's name is Injured Cold, and he's from you know what i mean and we get the men get pregnant and you're like oh fucking really and then all that and then it starts to shade in the areas and you start putting like you know and then and then people are like i don't know if i believe this sounds like a bunch of nonsense so i don't know i i but i'll buy it like i why Why do you think that more people don't know about because this isn't a very popular you know what i mean like this isn't a big you know smoking gun case people don't then it should i mean it should be let's be fucking honest here again like i said this this holds more water than anything i've ever i think that a lot holds a lot of water that's because i'm a i'm a water sign um anyway <laughs> it's it, it it's it's a big there's a lot of evidence here that we're talking you know why why is it not bigger why don't people talk about this when they're talking you always hear about you know travis walton and you know barney and betty hill you know you hear about that you don't hear about woodrow Darenberger. you don't hear about injured cold 
And and why not? I mean, we still have people that are alive in the family. I want to meet. I want to talk to her kids. And from the sounds of it, um, so she's moving into a into a house. Tanya is, and she's moving into a house actually on the same route that her dad met Indrid on. Just bought a house on the same route, which is really cool and really wholesome. And she's going to be living with her daughter. I want to talk to her daughter. Has she met them? Because I, I think she has. Well. I, I, I think the whole family has met these people. Why do people gravitate towards Travis Walton's story? Why Why did Travis Walton's story get the, the Hollywood treatment? This one didn't. It was horrifying. Because, it, well, I mean, according to him, his original experience wasn't. But I think it's because of those gray areas. Because it was a little bit Not more gray. Myster- mysterious. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, it's it's too there's not this whole like unknown like there's too many concrete details that were established the guy has a name he comes from a specific location you know and like i said i think that makes it less unbelievable because it's the mystery about this shit that we don't know and this is what they said and they can't remember and they don't know or blah blah blah. it's all of that that people kind of will entertain more because they're not told to believe one specific thing with the injured cold case, you're told you're to, you're given a specific set of facts that you are to believe. That's true, and, and that's harder for some people to digest. I think I could be wrong. Although yeah. Betty and Barney Hill had a lot of specificity in their story too, when they were shown maps and shit on the uh, on the craft. They did, but they didn't have an ongoing relationship to like answer some of these questions that people had. Yeah, that's you know? the other thing too. Is the guy keeps coming back. He does. You know. He keeps coming back. And I was going to I was going to mention that. So people other people have reported seeing and and I didn't make this connection for a really long time. Other people have reported seeing a similar craft. It looks like a big car. Well, he ended up saying it looks like a like some type of I think he said a kerosene, not a kerosene lamp. He described it as something very specific. I don't know. But initially he thought it was a car. It had headlights, you know. And other people have described a very similar craft that they've seen. So people speculate, is this Indrid? Is it his family? Is it the same species? What is it? I have seen one of these. I saw this back in, I told the story when we, when me and Ivy did the episode on aliens. I saw it back in probably 2009, 2010. And I was outside. It was nighttime. I was smoking a cigarette. All of a sudden, very slow moving but looked like two headlights and whatever it was it was huge it was big it looked like two headlights came up over the tree line where i was and just kind of went over and i couldn't see the rest of it because it was dark but i saw the two headlights and it just moved on we have drones and shit back then definitely nothing that big and uh it scared the hell out of me i'm, I'm terrified of aliens I, i've said this before i'm scared of them <laughs> i don't know why right. i have no idea why but i'm scared of them and not because i think they want to hurt us because they would obviously do that by now but like just the idea of it it's scary to me because you know then it just opens up a whole nother door of possibilities once we do prove that they exist it opens up this whole fucking world and it's intimidating i guess that's what i should say it's not necessarily scary as in like a horror type it's just intimidating as hell so i went and i you know what was wild was that this was another synchronicity. I went and I looked up. Um, I, I looked up a website because I used to follow the stuff uh, that you could report UFO sightings. And I went on there and I wanted to see if anybody else had seen it. So I was looking. I was scrolling through it and I had, had found a, a specific page where somebody had typed up this encounter they were having in real time that they were at home. They were being terrorized by three to four, you know, a couple of small beings, small aliens and they needed help and nobody would help them 
and what's crazy is that that's what happened in the kentucky uh right the kelly hopkinsville case that's what the hell your people are investigating is a very similar report to that and and a different one a current one that that allegedly is happening right now um so you know why and and then you know i've talked about the hell your folk before that's where i came across synchronicity and i realized that i wasn't nuts and that this was something people studied that was the first time i'd ever felt validated at all was i don't i don't necessarily subscribe to their ideas but i they do validate my own experience with this stuff so and it, so it was just wild when i found out that you know again people were seeing this craft and i never really made the connection that it looked like a car until other people were reporting seeing a car like you know spacecraft and i was like fuck i've seen that what does that mean so i don't know you know i don't know what it means i don't know what it is but um it, it's all very freaky stuff um I get into it a lot more in the documentary. I will get into it a lot more in the documentary uh, pertaining to my own experiences and things like that. But, and you guys have heard me tell the stories before, I'm sure, if you've listened to those episodes. But yeah, so I, I don't know. You know, is, is he still around? According to Tanya, he very well could be. Again, she thinks he's in hiding and he is still around. She says he knows he's around because he continues to talk to her, but she hasn't seen him physically. Mm. He hasn't come to visit, but the kids come and visit the boys come and visit so i don't know i don't know it's a weird situation i don't think i have anything else to share about it do you have anything else you want to say about it uh no we can edit it there i guess (laughs) well like i said if there's no show next week guys you know why i am busy getting all the uh the legless aliens pregnant and (laughs) Drinking, I guess, because that's Lanulus is also now the name of me and Pat's bar that we're going to open. Right. Um, but, <laughs> you know, no, it'll be exciting. I'll, I it's, I will definitely have a lot to talk about next episode. So you're going um, on Saturday. Uh, Well, I'm going. So I'm going Friday night and I'm still staying until Sunday, but I meet up with Tanya Saturday. So OK, I'll be in will, touch. I'll check it on you. Yeah, you should do that because well, I have people with me, but, um, you know, who knows? I mean, she's in a, she's got MS and she's in a wheelchair. I can take her, I think maybe okay oh look at someone just handed me uh all right get out of here (laughs) someone just handed me my cards came in the mail oh yeah your cards nice all right well pat's gonna open up his cards his baseball cards pokemon cards pat's got pokemon cards oh no it's your tarot cards isn't it right 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 right. perfect (laughs) perfect timing i'm over here fucking dunking on (laughs) you anyway okay all right guys well We'll see you back here next Wednesday.